Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are a church located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our mission is to know God and to make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how to partner with us, visit us at fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. Remember in 1973, my New York Mets went to the World Series. That's not happened very often. In fact, I think I'm going to become a Yankees fan, right? But the thing was, the slogan on the team was, you got to believe. And that's the slogan of my sermon today. Because believing changes everything. Yeah, in fact, the early church Christians were called believers. Paul said to the prison keeper after God had sent that tremendous deliverance he said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved believe on the Lord Jesus Christ see church can't save you religion doesn't change you we've been hearing I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary Calvary and the resurrection changes you Hallelujah. The change comes from the inside out, not the outside in. We can wear the right clothes. We can say the right thing. We can leave moral lives. But you know, we are all sinners. We've all come short of the glory of God. There's only one who can save us. And you have something to do with it. Just you're coming and you're believing him. I want you to also look at a verse from John chapter 6, verse 29. Maybe we can put that up. This is a very important verse, John chapter 6, 29. Jesus speaking here. And Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom God hath sent. I like simplicity. Sometimes life gets complicated. I find uh, my new iPhone for me is very complicated. I like simple things. And Jesus simplifies our Christian life. He says, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom God hath sent. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, folks, it's not only the beginning where we believe. We believe right through to the end. Everything comes by faith. You know the verse, Ephesians 2, verse 8. I'm going to read that one first. For you are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now certainly we need to yield as Christians. We need to seek him. We need to obey him. But it is God who works in us both to will and to do. If you just try to launch out and become good enough and holy enough and righteous enough, you're going to have a frustrated time. But I have a secret for you today. When you believe God does something mighty, I'm going to prove that by scripture. I broke in this little talk and I got to expedite because we have to get to communion. How many are really looking forward to a communion? I like to break bread. I like to come back to communion. But you know, it's his Holy Spirit that quickens you and brings salvation. It's his Holy Spirit that quickens you and brings healing and miracles. 
And it's his Holy Spirit who quickens you and sanctifies or changes you from one degree of glory into another. Hallelujah. It's all done by Jesus. It's all done from the inside out because he is a life-giving spirit. And so I thank God for his presence. I thank God that he can change us from glory to glory as we behold him. Thank God. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2, one of my favorite passages of scripture. And here it tells us where we all began. And I felt today God wanted to bring us back home. You know, sometimes we have sermons and they're good and we have good sermons, I think, here, especially my sons. But the thing is this, it's good to come back home and understand where we were, the victory God has won for us. And so in Ephesians chapter 2, verse one, it says, and you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And so he talks about salvation is not just be believing, but because we believe there comes this quickening. All right. Look what it says in verse two and three. Wherein in times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Paul even puts himself in this category. We all had our manner of life in the lusts of our flesh. We were born in flesh. We were born in sin. Nobody had to teach you to get angry. Nobody had to teach you to be resentful. Nobody had to teach you to cover it. It just came natural. I like the verse in Ephesians, excuse me, Romans 5, where it says, in Adam, we have had this Adamic nature passed on us. We really did nothing to become sinners. We were born sinners because of Adam. I had a German friend, Brother Page, and he used to say, when I gets to heaven, I wants to talk to Adam to know why he was so stupid. I won't say the rest of it. Anyway, but thank God we don't do anything to become righteous. Someone did it for us. Amen. Now we receive it. As one minister said, salvation is free, but it will cost you everything. But Jesus purchased it. And all you have to do is receive him. And he changes everything. So after it tells us of how we were all in times past walked according to the course of this world, we have a wonderful verse, verse 4. I want you to look at it. It has this verse. I'll never forget my friend Richie Fogel's sermon. He preached, but God. Amen. But God. But God. Not but church. Not but religion. Not just conformity. How many know Christianity is greater than conformity? It gets into transformation. Hallelujah. 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 All old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. How many experienced that? How many know what I'm talking about here today? That's a wonderful thing. But God, but God, what about him? God who is rich in mercy. Come on, someone say amen. amen. Are you thankful for his mercy? Yes. Are you thankful for he paid the price? Why is he merciful? Because his great love wherewith he loved us. See, it's not that we first loved him, but that he loved us. Amen. I didn't get this when I was in church as a young person. 
I kind of thought God was angry. I kind of thought it was hard. I kind of got the wrong perception of what God was because I didn't get into the Bible that time. I didn't know his word. How many are thankful for the word of God? But God, who was rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Here we see because of the faith and coming to God, the thing that God does is he's quickened us. That word quickened means to be made alive. Hallelujah. You were dead. You were bound. You were driven. You were sometimes overwhelmed by the things of this life and things within. But something happened. Jesus died. He broke the power of your sin. And now he's within you. And he's a quickening spirit. And he makes you alive unto God. Amen. Even when we were dead in sins, he hath made us alive together with Christ. By grace are ye saved and raised us up together. Uh, I remember my church. The last thing was they put Jesus in the tomb. That's bad. It doesn't end with that. Someone came from heaven and rolled the stone away. And there came a great rejoicing in heaven and angels singing because our Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The resurrection is the pinnacle. It is all that Jesus had to do. He had to come out of that grave. We've been singing a new song I like and it's scriptural. I won't sing it though. And I came out of that grave. When he came out of that grave, you came out of the grave. And provisionally, everything Jesus has is in you. And everything you need is in this quickening life of his spirit. For by grace are ye saved through believing, faith, and that not of yourselves. Don't get discouraged when you don't do so well. God knows you can't do it on your own. He has come to do it for us. Thank God. We need to trust him. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And so thank God for his quickening spirit. You know, I was thinking then also where it says in this very same book what the quickening spirit is. If you look at Ephesians 1, maybe we could look at just two verses there, 19 and 20. Ephesians 1, very important here. Look what it says. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to his working of his mighty power. What is that power that works? What's the thing that the Christian has? Look what it says in verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ... When he raised him from the dead. Jesus in you is the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. That is greater than your sin. It's greater than your disease. It's greater than your inherited nature. It is great. It is the very nature of God. Folks, God is doing something great in his people. He's not just washing us, which is wonderful. He's regenerating us. He's filling us. He's making you a temple that is going to dwell with him forever and ever. He's going to restore us to what God wanted and had in Adam and Eve. That's what Jesus has come to do. And he's doing it by that resurrection power in your life. 
I like verse 21. I got to read it. Far above all principality and power. You know, the enemy makes a lot of noise. I want to tell you, God is greater than the noise he makes. I remember one time I was under great attack in my life, and the Lord gave my wife an experience, and she saw these big, big lions about to attack me. Big, big, large lions. I don't like lions. And the Lord said to her, look down. And she looked down, and they had chains on their feet. They couldn't touch me. God is greater than any problem you have. He is exalted far above all principality and power and might and dominion. That's talking about demons. Hallelujah. How many know that we're called to put the demons into the pit? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And have given him to be head over all things to his church. Thank God he's head. Okay, so I was also thinking, I mentioned how he also, this quickening life heals. And to save time, I'm going to tell you the story. There's a woman who has an issue of blood for 12 years. You know the story. She paid all of her money to get well and was nothing better but worse. So the Bible says in Matthew, she said in her heart, if I'll but touch him, I know I'll be whole. Now Jesus turns around and he says, someone touched me. And Peter, of course, was just the first one to speak, says, how do you say someone touched me? We're all jostling around you. The throng is around you. Many have touched you. He said, no, someone touched me. For I perceive life has flown out of me, flowed out of me. What happens when you believe the grace of God saves you, the quick in your life. When you believe, the virtue of heaven flows through Jesus. Many touched him. Many know his name. But how many really come to him in faith? You've got to come the right way. You've got to come the Bible way. You've got to come believing. And so that woman was healed. And it says her blood stopped. And the crowd moved aside. And there was one woman who had touched the hem of his garment. Folks, without faith, it is impossible to believe God or please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We come to Calvary today because we are believers. He began our work in our lives. He's going to finish that work in our lives. He knows about the challenge you have. In fact, I want to tell you, your challenge is his challenge. He's going to prove himself to be glorious in every one of our lives and in our families. And I thought, you know, just to go back to my first passage there about salvation, when Paul said to that jailer, he said, you and your house shall be saved. I don't think he just said that to the jailer. I believe God's no respecter of person. It's God's will that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So when God begins a work, he's going to finish that work. Okay, I have one more passage in closing, and it's from Titus. And I said that God has also called us to sanctification. This is Titus chapter 2, verse 14. It says, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous 
of good works. Chapter also three, I'm going to close with this, verse five. Look at this. Not of works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing, there's that quickening of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And I just got to add one thing. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is in this whole thing. I love Peter's sermon. Read Peter's sermon. It says he tells them he died and you crucified him by wicked hands. But God has raised him from the dead. Whereof we're all witnesses. And because of the death and resurrection, you now hear this which you see when that Holy Ghost fell, God has purchased for every one of us to have a Holy Ghost possession. Not religion, not rules, not just regulations. Hallelujah. I feel like jumping, but maybe I won't. Hallelujah. He has transforming life for us. And so today we come to the table of the Lord. How many are thankful that it was purchased by his cross, by his blood, and we're going to come back and we're going to just remember Calvary and thank God that he is making us new creatures. It all began here and is continuing as we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. I guess the musicians have to come. And then if our ushers will come. Amen. Amen. Let's all pray. Jesus, we thank you, Father, for the price you paid. We thank you, Father, that you bore our sins in your body on the tree. But, Lord, we thank you that was not the end. You were laid in the grave. And, Father, you broke the power of our sin. You brought that quickening life for salvation, for healing, for a changed heart. And Lord, so many of us have, Father, received it today. And today, Lord, we're humbled as we come to your table and we remember what Jesus Christ has done. We just thank you. How about we all thank you before we partake? Lord, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for quickening life. Thank you for reality in Jesus. Touch your people. Lord, as we come to the table of the Lord, we pray that you will minister to your people. Oh God, I pray that you will heal. I pray that you will quicken. I pray, oh Father, as we have spoken about your life within, that Jesus, that quickening life, will touch each of us, ministering to us in the name that's above every name. Amen.